Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, so today we're looking at the sixth petition, the last petition of the Lord's Prayer, and um, we got to get right to this one because it is, it is somewhat complicated. Um, let's, so let's back up to the fifth petition to give us some context. Jesus says, we're to pray this, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then the final petition is this, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So that's an interesting phrase. Lead us not into temptation. Does God lead people into temptation? And if not, then why put it like that? Well, uh, the first chapter of James, uh, and I forget exactly which verse, it was 113. 113. James right. 113. God tempts no one. Yeah, let no one say he is tempted. I'm being tempted by God. Yes, that's right. Um, so we don't need to, when, when we pray, lead us not into temptation, we don't need to worry that God is going to tempt us to sin. But um, God is sovereign over every path in life where I find myself mm-hmm. and over every situation into, that I encounter. And uh, so we're, when we say lead us not into temptation, uh, we're saying, uh, God, as, as, as you lead me, um, as you know, we, we know that God is, God is not going to, God is not going to tempt us once, you know, once again, God tempts no one, but we're in this petition. Uh, we're saying, may I, as I am in the places and situations where you have sovereign, sovereignly placed me, may I not be tempted? May I not be tempted to sin or may I evade temptation to sin? Mm-hmm. Right. We need to remember that uh, Scripture says no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. Right. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And I think that what we have here is um, you know, the request that those tests, those things that come our way in life, um, don't become a trap for us. He's praying, saying, "Don't let those temptations become traps." Um, you, yeah. you know, the psalmist said in Psalm one thirty nine, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." And this is the the essence of what's being prayed here. You know, don't let you know as as these tests come into my life, don't let them become traps. Um, let them let you know. I don't want you know. It really, what happens in life is these these tests, these temptations that come into our life. It really reveals our our character. We sometimes think we're doing really good, and then we um, uh, find ourselves falling into the trap. Yeah. Take heed where you stand, lest you fall. It says yeah. in scripture, and so. Yeah. Um, the 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 prayer is that we would we would not be entrapped by the 
temptations of this world, the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Yeah, yeah, and the, this is one where the uh, the second clause of the petition is inseparable from the first. Exactly. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that I, is the I, evil one. Yes, it, it deliver us from the evil one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're, we're affirming trust in God and, and distrust of ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, um, God, I'm, I'm gonna encounter situations where in my weakness I'm going to be tempted to sin. I need I need your deliverance. Yes, yes. I need your power moving through me and, and to, to to rescue me. Yeah. From something that's greater than me that's that mm-hmm. that can easily overpower me. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have your Holy Spirit, Lord. I, I yeah. think I think that sometimes the awkwardness of a translation also speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we could say something like, oh, I, mean, I wish this was translated better or I wish this was phrased differently or whatever. But sometimes the awkwardness of the translation or the awkwardness of the phraseology actually helps us to see something that we might not have seen if it was said, quote unquote, more clearly. So when, when, the, when Jesus says, lead us not into temptation, all you gotta do is think about the book of Job. Mm-hmm. I mean, Satan shows up in heaven. Behold my servant Job, God tells him. He basically puts Job right in the crosshairs of Satan. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Satan says, well, you know, if you didn't protect him, he would curse you to your face. So God gives him, allows permission. Allows in, that test. Exactly. He allows yep. it. Yeah. So God is appointing all of our steps. The scripture is so crystal clear on this, that, that God appoints all of our steps. So he is sovereign over everything. He's not tempting us in that particular way. This, but this is a recognition of God's sovereignty. So let's just back up to what we said in one of the first days of, of God being our Father in heaven. If God is not sovereign, then why would we pray to him? Right. If God is not sovereign, then he can't rescue us from temptation, right. period. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even as awkward as, as, as this phraseology may be, it actually teaches us something very important. God can't deliver you from evil mm-hmm. unless he is the one who's appointing all things ever, any, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's there, there's always a temptation and the temptation to um, self-sufficiency and to be uh, a little God unto myself. The temptation is, hey, I can handle anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can go into any situation and, and you know, I can, I can handle it. Well, the truth is I, I can't. I, I am weak and fickle and in my own strength, mm-hmm. uh, prone to sin, uh, and prone to wander. Yeah. Prone to wander. Prone to wander. As the old hymn says, Lord, I feel it mm-hmm. prone, prone to leave the God I love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so without in this petition, we are stating our absolute dependence yeah. on God, uh, that Lord, apart from your power at work in my life, I'm going to fall into sin. I will run into it. I will run to it, absolutely. Right. Uh, and so it, it, it kind of, this petition kind of pulls the, pulls the plug on our inflated sense of, uh, of self-sufficiency and our, our sense of our own power, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Well, it, yeah, there's a sense of, expe- there's a, a sense that we can expect um, the evil one, the, these temptations to come. There's an ex- expectation here uh, that we that these things are 
coming into our life. In fact, in 1 Peter 4, 12, it says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that you are suffering as though something strange has happened to you. Mm. These things come. Um, and what the prayer is, that is that we aren't overcome by them, but we are delivered in and through and out of those things. And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, the, you know, we we might be going through a difficult time, but the real enemy isn't the difficulties we're going through. It's the evil one that will take those and make those a trap for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, let's let's maybe address a fatalist who may be li- listening to us. Let's let's try to take this in the wrong way. Somebody might say, "Well, you know, if if uh, if God if it's God's will for me to be tempted, if it's God's if God's appointing me my path this way, well, then this is uh, there's nothing really I can do about it. So why not just run into this this? I know this sounds ridiculous. You guys are giving me crazy looks. <laughs> I've heard people say this. Oh yeah, I've I've pled with 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 people to to stay in their marriages, and they're like, well, God is sovereign, and and you know I can't resist His will. How would you respond to that? Well, we talked earlier about uh, James one thirteen. God tempts no one to sin, mm-hmm. and let no one say, you know, that God is tempting. That God is tempting me. Um, it, it's absurd. Uh, God doesn't. Do, God doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, God will lead us into situations where um, we'd better not be relying on our own strength. We'd better be relying on Him. Uh, but it, it's a uh, it's a dishonor to God to suggest that well the circumstances of my life were such that I had no choice but to sin. Well, no bunk. Yeah, uh, th- that's an affront to God, mm-hmm. and it, it's essentially doing what James commanded us not to do, which is blaming God for our sin. Right, and uh, God's not the author of sin, not ever. Yeah, and and as First Corinthians ten thirteen says, you know, in every temptation we face, that the Lord provides a way of escape. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you know, so th- um, the the important thing is is that we. We're reminded that we don't have to sin. Nobody's obligated to sin. Um, we do sin, but there, we don't sin by an obligation. Mm-hmm. We s- sin by a proclivity of our own heart. And you know, James goes on to say there. Uh, let me find it again. James, James one. He talks about what happens. He says. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it's conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we're, our desire is to, be, is, is to be kept from being lured and enticed by, a, by the, our own evil desires. Uh, we said we have three great enemies. It's, it's the world. It's my own flesh. And it's and it's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, there are those fiery darts that the devil is throwing at us. There's there's you know there's the, we want to be kept from the evil one, and uh, you know through it all you know it's, you know I was looking at Ephesians chapter six you know when we're putting on all the whole armor of God. There are things that we do um, that we're to do, and and that whole armor of God is to protect us so that we can stand. The most important thing is when all this stuff passes and comes into our life is that we're left standing. We haven't given one inch 
We have not given up a bit of ground to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is what we're praying about. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is God does have purposes for trials and temptations in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, James opens up the book with right. count it all count joy. It all joy. Brothers, yep. when yeah. you face trials when, of various not kinds. If. Not when. <laughs> yeah. You win. It's going to happen. And so, so there are benefits, uh, benefits that we would learn from trials that we would not learn from our blessing. And, and one of those things, brothers, I would just say is that we learn to share in the sufferings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul said in Philippians 3 that uh, I counted all loss. If I could just do this one thing, if I could just share in the sufferings of yeah. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what an amazing thing that is. I mean, that, and maybe, maybe some of you listeners today are in a place where you're suffering and, and you don't understand how this makes sense in the world. Well, consider this. Jesus Christ, your Savior, suffered in your place. He suffered even though he never sinned. He suffered because you sinned. And when you're suffering, you're certainly not suffering in a way where you are under the condemnation and wrath of God if you're a believer, but you're learning what Jesus went through for you. And mm-hmm. there's nothing more precious than that. Yeah. And when we pray, deliver us from evil, um, when God answers that prayer, it's probably not going to be removing you from the situation. You're still going to be in that situation. That's right. But you're going to be protected from evil. Uh, you're going to be protected from unbelief. You're going to be protected from uh, succumbing to sin in that situation and and somehow defaming the name of God in that situation. Mm-hmm. Getting back to, the, to that first petition, may your name be hallowed. When God delivers me from evil, I'm, I'm going to be probably in the, that exact same situation. But by God's grace and his love, his name will be hallowed in my life mm-hmm. through that situation. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed, Lord, may this cut pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. And thank God that Jesus, you know, um, gave up his will for the will of his father, gave up his personal private will so that he could be delivered over for our sins. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the gospel for life. We hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.